Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 22, and our recommendations on Black Adam, Where the Crawdads Sing, American Horror Story, and more. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Avery. How are you guys? Oh, good. Hi, I'm good. Great. All right. I'm really excited about this episode because we only have a couple of more. And I was thinking about how villainous Pamela Milton is and how manipulative she is through that whole courtroom scene. And so it got me to thinking about our question of the day. So our question of the day is, who has been your favorite villain on The Walking Dead? Avery, what do you think? So I have a like a a double favorite here because he's also my favorite character. I love Negan. I've been with Negan since day one through the show, through the books. I remember the first time I saw him on the show when he popped out of the camper, I (gasps) like open mouth gasped because I couldn't believe it. And I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan, his portrayal of Negan he like looks exactly like he looks in the books, which I already had kind of knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. So it was just, uh, I love it. Love him. Still my favorite. Still my favorite. When, when I saw him, when I watched the episode, I was like, I can't believe this. He, he's still kicking. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Big time Negan fan. What about you, Margaret? Uh, Who's your favorite villain? Mercer. Mercer. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he's being such a jerk. I mean, right now it's Mercer because you don't know. You know, I got to do what I got to do. You know, he's following. He's not deviating from his rules, his book of, of instructions. So he's been kind of a jerk. I'm not that enamored with him, although Princess is. But I, I mean, he, <laughs> you know, he even slighted her. So it's like he's a he's a, he is a villain, you know, because he's out for he wants to maintained his position yeah you know at the cost of everybody else so if that isn't somebody who is just thinking about themselves i don't you know to me that's what a villain is so what about you who's yours i'm conflicted because you know i feel the same way that avery does about negan but i am going to say the governor because his death was one of the most exciting deaths it was actually one of my favorite episodes because I just love that whole episode. I think it was Too Far Gone was the episode he was in where all of that happened at the prison. So I don't want to jump ahead because there's a there's our question toward the end of this episode that I'm going to bring up. But uh, for now, I'm going to say the governor is uh, one of my favorite villains in The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I would say he was like the scariest. Like, Negan was pretty scary, but, like, the governor, how he just never seemed to give up was terrifying. He just yeah. he, he finds another group, o- takes it over, and then he shows right back up. Couldn't get rid of him. Cockroach. Well, I, exactly, because he – remember when he had that long hair and he was just kind of walking around almost like a walker himself, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's when he met – Tara and her sister and the daughter and then yeah and he built himself back up again so (laughs) I just thought it was great yeah so he 
it, for a long time, I was kind of like, I didn't like him because I just thought he was just, you know, he's so annoying. Like, kill him already. Yes, you know? yes. But you love to hate him, you know? <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I feel. You're right. Yes. Okay, friends out there, let us know what you think. Who has been your favorite villain? You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. We would love to know who you pick as your favorite villain. The links are in the show notes. Okay, so let's get to episode 22 entitled Faith. Eugene's trial plays out as Yumiko tries to get through to Mercer. Aaron and company meet up with Luke and Jules, who update them on Oceanside. Our group at the prison camp find themselves in a predicament with Negan ready to take the fall right when Ezekiel steps up and the rest of the group, Daryl and company, emerge. So, Margaret, tell me, what did you think of this episode? I really liked the episode because it just, again, it went by so fast and I kept wanting more and more and more and more. And I was sad that it was over when it was over. So they started to approach certain things and you had a little glimmer of hope that um, maybe Yumiko would be able to shift the current away from Eugene. And just we found all the other people and that kind of happened a little too fast where all the other people just appeared. Everybody just kind of met and you're like how does that how big is this area anyway so I'm a little I don't know conflicted about how all of that happened so fast you mean at the you mean where they were working in the in the forest not where they were working but suddenly they come up I mean Daryl and Carol they just come upon them I mean they're following the tracks but I you know these people are on a train so I mean the logistics to me seem a little off that they could just come upon them and then you know race to the uh, finale or create the end of it. But what I thought was interesting was that um, it definitely did show like what I was talking about last week, the troopers doing their um, just kind of falling out because of all of this other stuff that was happening and they didn't agree with any of this stuff. And they, they're being told to do this stuff. I mean, it's kind of being, you know, having been manipulated into the position because they're threatening their families and then they're making them do things that they really don't think they should be doing because it isn't right. Except for that one guy, the redheaded guy. So I guess he's the who got killed, which was great. But I just really thought it was a good, um, good flow, good shots. Again, the editing, the music, the whole, just everything. Again, just they're paying so much attention to all these little details and it's just kind of woven together so well that, you know, you don't want it to end. So yeah. That's all. What did you think, Avery? You know, it's funny because I took like a lot of time off from watching The Walking Dead. And now I've been rewatching everything, trying to get up to speed, you know, before it's over. And it's almost like with this season, they sort of brought it back to kind of the roots in a sense. Like I get a lot of like um, Terminus. You remember Terminus yeah. uh, right after the prison? I get a lot of like memories or vibes of that. I did like, you know, because I hated the warden with the red hair. So I was happy to see the trooper walker bite his eye out. I thought that yeah. was like, pretty brutal <laughs> and like classic. And I also love um, the group with Aaron and Jerry, how they have to gut up. And they're like kind of traveling as we've seen in every single season since like season one, how they're covered in guts and they can just blend in with the walkers. Kind of right. like how we see with the whispers, too. I love that. I, it's a classic. Like. When I came into this episode, I was happy to see it because I've seen it every other time and it works. It's like, I don't know, it shows that like these, the survivors have 
adapted enough where like this is tried and true. So it will work if they do it. They know it's a last resort. Yeah. You're right. And I love it because I feel that it brings all that intensity because it is scary to think about walking amongst these walkers. I always think about it and try to put myself in that position. And I always think, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. I feel like I'd be the little kid in Alexandria that freaked out. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Got eaten. I'm like, oh my God. It's just, it's, there's just an intensity about it. And that's what I found throughout this whole episode. And, you know, you have them walking with those walkers, and here are the troopers looking for them, which is an added element. And they're shining the lights on them. Now, the one thing that I found interesting was why didn't they put the guts on their face? Because their clean, clean faces would kind of stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would think you'd be able to pick them out that way. But still, they were able to um, get by on that. What were you going to say, Margaret? What about the one, the knife that hit the ground and the walker <gasps> that picked it up? I mean, Is that a what? whisperer or what's up with that? Yeah. No, no, they're, they, they're starting it's a to variant. become more human. Right. Oh, so, oh yeah. right, 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 right. They have different abilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I That's just right. remembered that. Yeah, so it's so it was very uh, human like. Yeah. When I when we saw it, Mike said, "Oh, did that walker just pick up that knife?" And I'm like, "No," because I thought what happened was they threw the leaves on it, like by walking, you know, like the leaves went on the knife. But <laughs> then when I started reading what's out there, everybody, oh, I think it was in Talking Dead. Chris Hardwick said. Did that oh. walker pick up the knife? They didn't discuss it on the show that I recall, but they did bring it up. I'm like, oh my gosh, they really, it really did pick up the knife. So yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty scary. And also, you know, the intensity with our group being at the prison camp. And if these troopers, sorry, didn't change their mind, how are they going to get out of there? Because they can't, that Tyler uh, guy that, was in there with them. He wasn't going to change, even though they tried to get to him. And he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) He wants to just, yeah, Yeah. he just wants to keep living this prison life instead of, and Ezekiel tells them we're as good as dead. You know, we got to try, but he's like, no, no, no. Uh, So yes, I just saw an intensity in this episode. And of course, I was happy to see the turn of events with the troopers, which Margaret, you had said for a couple of episodes now that you kept seeing, you know, seeing the troopers dissatisfied with how life is at the Commonwealth. So yeah, yeah, I think that was, uh, that was good. So what stood out to you in this episode, Margaret? Um, I think I just felt bad for you. Yeah, I don't really like Eugene, but I felt bad for Eugene because He's this pawn and Pamela is so evil. So that that part was really kind of, I don't know, that stood out to me. But then, you know, because it really was a dire situation and you know he's going to get killed because of this. And it's like, but you guys set up, you were the ones that created those monsters that ate the, the sun in the first place, right? So it doesn't make sense. Eugene had really nothing to do with that. They did because they're the ones that made them, right? Because they killed the people. And then they got into the crowd. And so, I mean, the walkers, they created the walkers who ended up killing the kid. Eugene didn't take a gun and blow him away. 
So I don't understand that connection. It doesn't make any sense. I think they just need a fall guy. So that's Eugene. And then I think um, I felt bad for Negan because, you know, he was trying to do the right thing and then it ended up flipping and everybody was in front of the firing squad. So I thought that was pretty extreme and it wasn't the way, including his wife. And, you know, I just thought it was, I don't know, it hit a point where, um, and then I felt Rosita, I thought really had a good um, character as far as she had a lot of emotional stuff going on with her kid not being able to find Coco, you know, just trying to wandering around, being told that she shouldn't be doing that, you know, just being corrected all the time. And I, it just yeah. restrained when she really just wanted blood. And um, so it'll be interesting to see where all of these, you know, we kind of peaked with the firing squad situation because those guys are dead. So now they got to reorganize. So it'll be interesting to see if those, the troopers end up collaborating with them to go and shift everything over in whatchamacallit? Alexandria? Alexandria, yeah. Okay. Because that's still being controlled. But then you've got Mercer over in the Commonwealth doing whatever he's doing with Eugene because he get, he did give that it's all fucked up now or whatever he said. What did he say? He said the F word. Yeah, he did. He said, we're gonna fuck shit up. Yeah. Fuck shit up. Okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. thank God. I was relieved because <laughs> I like Eugene too. <laughs> I didn't want to see him go yet. I like Eugene, too. I, I don't like I Eugene. Him. I think he's a wimp. Anyway, <laughs> so that's 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 what, I mean, a lot of stuff to, stood out for me, but they had an awful lot going on, you know? Yeah. So, What about you, Avery? What stood out to you? Uh, I really liked Daryl in the sewers, how you see he kills two walkers and you can tell he's really nervous or he's, you know kind of slowing down and you see how like the vines have kind of grown into the walkers and he's knifing them down but it's kind of just a tense situation it was one of those quick classic kind of i don't know just the roots of the show not Ah. like funny about it yeah you know (laughs) yeah like he brought it back to the roots because like daryl's indestructible and he's always doing these finding these weird roots in to take people out and he always shows up at the right point I remember way back, way, way, way back, there was some biker gang and he like used a grenade launcher and blew them all away. And I can't remember, (laughs) I can't remember what season it was, but it was right before they all got to Terminus, right after everyone gets separated from the prison. The claimers, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they give him like the the ass end of the rabbit. Yeah. So I always like that. He's kind of always scheming like that. Well, you know, when he was in the sewer, I wondered if he would come across a walker that they remembered or you know knew from alexandria i'm like oh no don't show somebody that was you know died there but so i was glad he didn't meet up with anybody he knew yeah no i i just i really enjoyed that scene that was just something when i was watching it i was like it's quick and easy and i was like i'm gonna bring this up just yeah it just seems kind of special to me you know yeah I'm also a Daryl Dixon fan, obviously. Yeah. Who am I not a fan of at this point? You know? I know. That's me. See, Margaret? <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Margaret's all, you gush about everybody and yeah. everything. I'm like, ah. It's true. I love it's these okay. people. I love me these too. characters. It's like a family. You're just it watching, is. Like, oh, I lost touch with these guys. So, you know, really <laughs> <good>. Exactly. <laughs> Well, 
when I was looking at this episode, I was going into it, you know, starting with Judith's commentary. That was the eyes, the lens that I was looking at this through. So, you know, she talks about how the world is dark and broken, but we aren't not yet, and um, that her dad wanted mercy to prevail over wrath, and that if we lose, you know, we'll lose everything. And in the visuals, while that commentary is happening, we see Negan. It's with Glenn and Abraham. And then we see him with Lucille, his wife. And we also, I think we saw him with, I'm trying to remember who else we saw him with. But to me, it was sort of, we were seeing Negan's evolution. And we were seeing his change and how his prior, you know, how his priorities have changed to now and how he has evolved. Because now, instead of living for himself, he's living for Annie and his baby. That's the most important thing for him. So it's totally shifted, you know, how he's moving forward with all his decisions. And when he and Ezekiel had those words in that forest, and he told him he didn't deserve to be a dad, as much as I appreciated Ezekiel's words last uh, episode because I was cheering Ezekiel for saying everything that I wanted him to say to Negan. I wanted Negan to recognize the extent of, you know, the damage that he caused all of our people, even though I like him now. Uh, but I wanted him to know that, to know that feeling. And so it's not just Maggie, right? It's not just Maggie telling him all this. It's now it's another person too. So I really appreciated that. But this time I felt bad when he said that to him. I'm like, oh man, he doesn't deserve to be a dad. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was something that Negan needed to face. And, you know, they led us to believe that he was going to turn Ezekiel in. Because they kind of yeah. set it up that way. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's classic. And yeah. he didn't. You know, in the end, he didn't. He was going to take the fall. So that just goes to show how much Negan has grown and evolved. So I really appreciated all of that. And when when Ezekiel does go in front with his hands, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he could really get shot by anybody here in front of uh, the group. He says the same words that Judith said at the beginning, that uh, oh. that we're not all broken. Oh, we don't all have to be broken, something like that. It was basically the same words that she said. So I thought it was just really cool to wrap it up like that. Yeah, that that was like such like a coming together moment where I think at that moment we've realized maybe Negan and Ezekiel have squashed the beef after, you know, a decade of being... right not kind to each other you know yeah so i thought that was like a very powerful moment in the series in general because you even hear negan say to the warden he goes none of those people back there like me they all hate me or whatever he says yeah you know it's true but i thought i thought he was just saying it so he wouldn't think that he had any leads on who the traitor was it's like a double-edged you know I yeah. think he was telling the truth, but also trying to lead the ward in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Did you have any other thoughts or tidbits on this episode, Margaret? I just, I thought there were so, there was just too many things that were not finished. So they opened up 
an awful lot of different situations and relationships and where are we going to go? And we learned some things um, about logistics. Logistics is my word tonight. But the Oceanside no longer exists, which I thought was kind of interesting. And those people got out. And then um, just, just you know, everybody got, not everybody got together, but the groups are beginning to get back together again. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. And again, I still think that those troopers are going to end up manning or banding with the people who are at the camp and continue on because everybody's supposed to meet up. You know, they want to take their home back. So everybody's going to meet up there. And then where's Coco? What happened to her? And then um, I think that, just people really, you know, the bad people figuring out that they are being bad people and now they're shifting their whole ideal. So who's going to kill Pamela is the big question because she's going to go down. And yeah. how is she going to go down? I want to you know? see so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So because she's got this whole upright, they should just hang her or something. I mean, like <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Just hang her. You know, put her on the wall. Oh, yeah. And, and see what happens. Yeah. Let her get, you know, pieced out with the walkers. I'll take a toe, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So. Yeah. But I don't know. But, I mean, so, Avery, you are amazed with the whole Daryl thing. Do you, do you like Carol? I like Carol. She looks great still. <laughs> She's been on the show for 12 years. She looks exactly the same. But it's unreal. I mean, her hair is longer, obviously. I like Carol. Yeah, I think she's she's bad as hell. Literally, she is. She's a tough she is. One. She's tough. Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, okay. she's put down kids before. <laughs> like she is a. She's scary. You run into her in the apocalypse. You better like mind your p's and q's. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I always wanted her and Daryl. You know. Yeah. I oh, wanted true. it so bad. But there's such a huge age difference. Yeah. There's not that big, and who cares, Margaret? Well, the apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think well, there's that much of an age difference. I don't, well, I don't maybe not. I mean, it seemed, it, it, Daryl's gotten a little rough looking. I mean, as he's gotten older and she's still well preserved. But I, and I think they probably are close in age. But I'm, I'm wondering, you know, she really didn't have as big a role in this show, this episode. I mean, between the two of them, Daryl and Carol, I mean, Daryl had the upper, maybe because Carol had the upper hand in the episode last week. So then they flipped it over to Daryl, you know, for who had more to do. But what about her and uh, Maggie? Oh, they did have lied. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't oh. do anything strategically. She didn't do anything. You know, she spoke, but I didn't even, she didn't even come to mind when I'm thinking about this episode. You know, Daryl, yes, because he killed that guy. He killed the walkers. I mean, they were featuring his his stuff more so than the two of them together. So, I don't know. It's just interesting how they, they're they shifting the focus on the characters. So they are giving them their time in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in each episode, so it's just kind of, I don't know. I think she could have had a little more, you know, the whole Maggie. You know, I don't like Maggie either. Uh, but she's annoying. I, yeah, I don't like Maggie either. She's annoying. I don't know. She's a baby. <laughs> Who she's a does Margaret like? That's what I want to know. I I do want Avery. Oh, just man. so you know, just so you know, she has converted a little bit though. <laughs> I have. Well, with Carol. Yeah. Carol was really good last week. That's why I was like, "What happened yeah. to Carol this week?" Well, you were impressed so, with Maggie too. So oh, both of them fleeting. 
<laughs> and you don't, don't like know. Eugene. I, you don't like. I mean, I want to know who you like. I don't like. They're, no, I don't like Eugene. I don't just. I've never liked Eugene. He's just a squirrely little guy. He'll say what he's got to say to to preserve himself. That's survival. That's survival. He yeah, survives I mean, in a different way. He doesn't kill none. Of, like I mean, of course now no, he does. But in the beginning, he does he's have. So soft. I think he might, though, for Max. Did you? I think in the previews, I saw him with a gun or something, and he looked, yeah, uh, wow. you know, like he was ready to preview. do something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so we might grow up here. We might see something good, you know? Yeah. Do it for Abraham, you know? He'll close his yeah. eyes as he's doing it, though. You know? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Avery, what about you? Do you have any other observations, any thoughts, tidbits? I mean, I liked uh, going off the Carol thing. I did like seeing them in the house and Maggie gets spotted by the trooper and they like double team him, knock him out and then like yeah. tie him up and put him in the, uh, what is it, like a washroom or something, right. a little kitchen. I thought that's always kind of cool. I love the sneaking elements that The Walking Dead always sneaks in because I think like, the world is so quiet because you have to be or else you'll you'll draw the attention of people, walkers, whatever, you know. So I, I always like seeing the sneaking and I don't know how our crew, the survivors, like sneak around and, you know, they found baby Herschel, which is great. I yeah. know, but that was too easy. It was. Right? And that's why I'm kind of thinking, like, does Pamela now have Coco? Like, is that what's going to happen? Just to make it more like, oh, we got to kill her, you know, something. I'm thinking that's how it's going to go. It's like bait. I think, Margaret, you had said you didn't think the kids left the Commonwealth. And I think you're right. Right. The only reason Herschel is here is because Herschel was with Maggie. So they didn't pick them up. Oh, when they picked the up kids. the first, yeah, with the first group, gotcha. they didn't pick yeah. him up until they were on the road where they must have, you know, uh, kidnapped Maggie. And that's when they took him away. Well, they were probably closer to Alexandria. So that's why he's there alone. Because I wondered it, too. I'm like, how do you get separated from the kids? I'm like, oh, yeah, he was with Maggie this time. So that's probably why he was there. But what I want to know, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Avery, and your <laughs> thoughts and tidbits. But I do want to know, what was he doing tied up was he yelling it was hard to hear what was happening like i thought it could have been i thought it was like honestly like a full-grown woman and like that's what it sounded like to me and like someone was like hurting her or like you know hitting her or something and then maggie's like oh my god jump to action you know and then it's baby herschel and i'm like what it was very Baby. confusing. Yeah, well, you know, Herschel. Yeah, no, you know, because Herschel's, you know, Herschel, Herschel, with his one leg, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I and he was just sitting there, like in an electric chair, screaming. Why would he scream? How did he know he was? How did he know anything was going on? Wouldn't the trooper be like, "Shut up, kid!" In the Aaron? room, yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I know. I thought, uh, what is that trooper doing to the kid that the kid's yelling? That's what would made yeah. me worried. Like, why was he yelling? Yeah. So, what was yeah. he doing? How did but, how did he know to yell at that particular exactly. time? Well, I exactly. thought, though, I thought he was yelling because the trooper was doing something to him. That was my initial thought. Not just right. because, yeah, he didn't know anybody else was there. Yeah. He looked fine. 
There's nothing yeah, he's wrong like with him. Untouched. He's he's good. Yeah. His hair yeah. was perfect. Do you think that they took him, I mean, aside from them not being part of the group of the kids, do you think that they might have taken him there so they could flush out Maggie too, because she's such a strong leader of the group and they didn't have her, yeah. really? Yeah. So maybe they wanted to separate them. They, I don't know. Yeah. That just popped into my head. I don't no, know. good thought. Good thought. How did they know they were in that building, by the way? Was that right. like the old, I mean, that's, they come up and boom, they're there. I mean, how did they know? I don't think they knew they were in that building. I think that. And how did they well, get so lucky? Carol said she was going there, partic- that particular place, but I'm not sure exactly what, what their reasoning was to going to that particular place. Is it the headquarters? Did they, I mean, is that established in another episode or something? It could be. Like the police station, was. you know? Yeah. Yeah, because like... because the police station is that's is the bottom where the little jail cell is. Oh, right, right. But so probably is. You're right. Yeah, but why would they assume that that's where everybody might be? Because that's really all they're going for, right? Is the kids? They're trying to find the kids. They're not trying to like kill the trooper yeah. people. No, but that makes sense now that you said that because that is where the cell is at. Is in that. I believe it's in that it's a good location. Start. Right. Good start, yeah. Right. You would yeah. think if you're holding hostages, you're putting them in, you know, you're oh, locking that's them. True. You right. Yeah. Hmm. Avery, did you have any more? Um, yeah, I was kind of confused too how Rosita is like around looking for Coco and then just like shows up and it's like, where you been? Like she just pops up randomly at one point. I can't remember where, where she was, but it's like, Hey, what's up? Like, where you been this whole time? She's like, Oh, I was looking for Coco. I didn't find her. Yeah. I like that. Char- I like her character. You do like her. You do like Rosita. I said that before. Yeah. yeah. Cause she's a tough chick. Yeah. So, I don't, but I don't like Princess. She's a tough chick too, but I don't like I thought you how liked they her. handled. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she was, you know, the first time I, I saw her, Princess. she was okay. <laughs> no, but they've just kind of like, they've, they've given her more, they've tried to develop her and it's just so mm, extreme. All of her issues, all of her history. You're like, I don't, okay. So, well, Avery can speak to that. Do you know about Princess's history at all? Oh, it's yeah. in the book. In the book, right? But maybe yeah. that is her character, and they—that's—is it mentioned in the book? So that's why it's uh, in the show. Yes. Yeah. See. Huh. All right. <laughs> all right. Do you, well, I'm sorry. Do you have any more thoughts or tidbits on? <laughs> On the episode, Avery. <laughs> no, we covered it. <laughs> what about Mercer? You didn't talk about Mercer at all. Oh, I mean, I was, like, thankful that he finally, like, manned up and, like, did the right thing. Did I think Eugene was going to die? When they're walking him down these hallways and he's got a hood over his head, I was like, nah, this can't be right. Right. It's taking too long. Know. They're just going to drag him outside and do it. <laughs> no, they're going to make a display out of it. Exactly. They're going to bring him to like the center of the town and whatever, you know, shoot him. I I don't know. Let the walkers eat him. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure I'm thinking they would have tried. They would have shot him because they would have wanted other people to see that he died. I would think this was like a high profile case, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, man, that courtroom was a sham, a kangaroo court. Yeah, but it was so hard to figure out what the audience or, you know, the people watching what they were thinking, because it was just mutter, mutter, mutter. You know, you didn't really (laughs) hear them say specifically anything. So you really didn't know. I didn't know which way they were going, if they were siding with Pamela or if they were siding with Yumiko or and. You know, when Eugene got up and gave his little speech at the end, I thought that was, I did like that. Yeah. Me too. That, like, I almost started crying. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was really good. That he, was, yeah. That was a Rick Grimes moment. Do you think that's what shifted Mercer? Absolutely. Yeah. He was going to let him die before that speech. Are you kidding really? me? He was like, I don't you care. Think? See you later, dude. I, so I think he was just waiting for the right moment to shift it. So that he could do it without any opposition. Mm, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It makes sense that Mercer would kind of play the cards the way he did by being sort of secretive about it. Because now he can have more, uh, I don't know, discretion from Pamela. Even though like she's definitely going to catch on very, very quickly to exactly what's going on. But I do think... He played his cards right because now he can maybe influence other people in secrecy and then she'll never see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Also that people were able to see her on the stand and also that lottery. Yeah. Even though she did say that that the video was tampered with, I'm hoping that the people, you know, understood that it really wasn't because Eugene does acknowledge that the people outside or cheering for him, or wanting him out, because he says something to Yumiko, do you hear them? Do you hear them? You, We've, we've won, or, uh, you know, the people, with the people we've won. And she said, well, I don't think that's enough. Because, you know, how are the people going to go up against the Commonwealth? Right. It's like a military state. It really right. is. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I seriously don't think any of them would have had a chance unless those troopers uh, changed their minds back at Alexandria. So that that's something that did stand out to me. I did want to bring up on The Talking Dead that Kari Payton, who plays Ezekiel, acknowledged that Melissa McBride is like an acting teacher on the show without, <laughs> no, without trying to be one. Wow. Like no, when I'm, she, not, I'm just saying, wow, that figures because everybody raves that she's so good. Yeah. So they, they, he said that, and also, uh, Josh McDermott was on the show, too, and they both chimed in and brought up uh, different um, instances where she will just say uh, uh, something to them. And then they, they're they taken aback and they're, they thought, oh, my gosh, I haven't done my homework. I don't I, I have to rethink this. She just gave us another level for us to go and react to. And they say she's just so flawless in how she does that. And she's just a really good um actor to act with. And so I loved hearing that. And so and I was thinking, Margaret, because last week you had really appreciated her, you know, her character last week. And so um, it I wanted to share that out with with you and everyone else so that they could they could know that. And I'm like, oh, man, it kind of pained me because I thought, oh, she's not going to be in the spinoff with Daryl. So this might be one of the last times that we see her is in this uh, as this role. So and I then I bet she comes back. Somehow. I think she might drop in, but I don't think but she's not going to yeah. be in the whole series. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up Rosita because I was slightly surprised of what she did at the end because of because of the whole sentiment of the episode about mercy prevailing. And, yeah. and with her, she's like, heck no, I want my baby. You're not giving me my baby. Here you go. So I was like, oh, and then everybody's like looking at her. And I was wondering what Father Gabriel was thinking. And uh, what a weird couple, first off. Right? I mean, right. <laughs> he is so creepy, but I like him. Like, he's, he's badass. I'll get, he used to be. So, oh, I did not I like him weirdest. at all. At all, I didn't like him. Now he's one character I didn't like for a really for a while, long while, and it, it isn't until yeah. the last maybe two seasons that he's, um, you know, he's in a better light for me. But uh, he's got that eye, that eye just, oh. Oh. well, that that mercy thing, the my mercy will prevail over my wrath, wrath or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick Grimes says right. that in the. Beginning episode before he slits Negan's throat and then saves him. Yeah. I believe, or it's yes, it is all out war type thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I thought that was cool the the drawback to that too, because we're in a very, very similar situation. Right. We are. All righty. We're at our segment and the award goes too. So I want to know from both of you, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Oh, Daryl killing that guy. You know. The leader for me. Done. Did he get him through the head? No. Oh, I think he stabbed him. Yeah, I, right? because he was on the ground. So I don't think he did get him in the head. Right. Because, so he's going to be a yeah. walker. Yeah. See, they keep leaving all their littering with all these people who become walkers because they don't kill them. So they're they're giving them the opportunity to come back. You know, like not a kid. good thing. No, not a good thing. But that was that was it for me. I mean, you just were waiting, 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 because everybody's getting piled up there. Okay, the guys are getting ready to kill everybody, and then boom! And yeah. you, I really thought that one of the trooper guys was that one trooper on the end. I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah. Yep. But yep. and he probably would have. Um, but if he had, then everybody else might have killed him, and then killed everybody else. So it's right. good that it came from a third party. So that was that was yeah. kind of the highlight for me. Yeah, and then he grabs Kelly. Jerk. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. But then Daryl did save the day, and now Connie's all, swoon, you saved my sister. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Avery? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Um, I liked the exchange. I liked the camera angle when Ezekiel and Negan are on the railroad tracks and they're like shoveling dirt or just debris off of it. And they're having that really tense exchange about how Ezekiel isn't quite so forgiving of Negan yet. They're not friends. He doesn't deserve to be the father, et cetera, et cetera. And I like how the camera was just facing the two and you see the sun coming through the trees mm. and it kind of just looks like one of those really cold days, but there's no snow on the ground or whatever. But I like how Negan storms off after he kind of stands his ground. And then Ezekiel being a baby, like slams the shovel in the box. I just think like <laughs> those type of like off moments, very realistic, you know, like your supervisor's pissing you off and you, you know, <laughs> throw the papers at the desk or whatever. I like that. Yeah. I like that moment a lot. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so my favorite moment 
or character, I should say, was Mercer. He was so cool. And I feel like we've been waiting for this moment. And I just thought when he said that, the, his his tone, time to fuck shit up. It was so <laughs> cool. Yeah. The delivery was perfect. Uh, and it's it just they finally got through to him. And I and I loved it. And uh, and I do think it was Eugene what he said because he talked about inaction and it how inaction made him culpable when he was with Negan. And yeah. so yep. he and I just love that whole story. I thought it was a really good moment, like you had mentioned Avery earlier. And so um, yeah, I just thought it was a really good moment for Eugene to say that and for Mercer to to get it because he says it just takes one person to make a change. And so I just thought it was emotional and reflective of the journey. So I really liked it. Yeah, there's a lot of tiebacks to a lot of really stressful situations this group has been through in in this episode alone. It, I, I'm sure if I watched it again, there'd be even more stuff I'd uncover, you know? Yeah. So I want to know which character from a previous season would you have liked to have seen in this episode? Margaret, let's start with you. So I think Rick would have been a good character to have in this episode, you know, come in and save the day or just reorganize the group or just give us two cents just because he was such a strong presence and somebody that everybody really looked up to and, you know, trusted. So, and I haven't said Rick. Exactly. I'm saving mine. I'm saving my Rick. (laughs) But I love that, Margaret. I love it. But you had asked me earlier, and Avery and I were just talking about it before we recorded about Rick coming back. And uh, I was telling him that the movies are not happening, but that there's that spinoff of six episodes with him and Michonne. And that's uh, for sure. It's it's happening. Instead of the movies, there's the six episodes. I don't know if it'll go on beyond that. But the question is, will he be in the end of The Walking Dead? And I, my personal thought is that I would love for him to be on it. I mean, that everybody wants that. But do I think he's going to be on it? I don't think so. And if he is, I feel like it's, he won't be with the whole group. It'll be like an inkling to make um, the spinoffs work. Like, oh, we have yeah. uh, evidence that he's still alive somehow. That's right, right. how I think if they do show him or if he comes to the episode, the show, that's how I think it'll happen. But I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? What will, Do you think Rick will show up? I do. Okay. I, I think it's, it. it'll be in that way, though. It'll be just like a little, uh, just a, he's at wherever location he's at. That's where they'll show not interacting with the group at all. But yeah. it'll be yeah. what he's doing, foreshadowing yes. you know, that he's going to go do this thing. Or there will be some small little, well, what does the book do? Does the book? Well, he's dead. He dies. He, he dies in the very uh, last episode. He's shot by uh, Sebastian, a right? Sebastian. Yes. Yep. And it's, it's honestly like, I'm going to just state this and like, you can, you know, crucify me later, but. I, I was very disappointed with it because Rick had been through so much in the books. He loses one of his hands, takes down Negan, the governor, all of these people, the whispers, reapers, all these people. And then he's just shot in his sleep. Like what's the point? Oh, in the oh. books, you mean you were disappointed in the book? Because yeah, in the book. I am so happy they didn't do 
that because I would have been disappointed too. It's like, what? <laughs> you it, can't kill the hero. People, I remember when that that final uh, issue came out. A lot of people were like, or that you know, the second to last issue came out. A lot of people were like, what is going on with this this book? You know, it was a pretty. I don't know, it kind of, in my eyes, like, condemned. <laughs> he had to end it after that, so he did. Yeah. And then it ends with, you know, a flash in the future. Society is much different now, and it's told through Carl's perspective, which is cool that they're doing Judith's perspective right. now, too, since Carl is, oh, you know, well, deceased in the show. Yeah, they just traded them then, right? They traded Carl yeah. for Rick. Because Judith dies at the prison in the book. <gasps> oh, when in birth? Or uh, with Lori, no. Oh, oh. my God. Walkers get them. Oh, like when the prison gets overrun, oh. they they don't survive. Wow, huh? So that my favorite, one of my favorite episodes I mentioned earlier was Too Far Gone, and it when they see you know how everybody's scattering all over the place, the place is blown up, and uh, Herschel's been killed, and all of that, and we see the little um, you know seat carrier. And there's blood all over it. And that's when yes, uh, yes. Carl and Rick think that the baby is – Judith is dead and gone. But, of course, Tyrese ends right. up having her. So yes. – but I, I'm wondering if, if you know, people really thought, oh, the baby could be dead because that's how it is in the comic book. See, I had no idea. I didn't know that. Well, they alluded to it, yeah, in that, I think. And, like, also that's really risky, I think, just to show on TV. I know. <laughs> you you right. know it's really kind of risky. Yeah. But also, you mentioned Tyrese. He, in the books, before Negan hops on the scene, because Tyrese dies in the book, if I remember correctly. Uh, he dies, like, at the prison or shortly after. I can't remember properly. But him and Rick are running the entire prison group, and there's friction the whole time. They do not like each other oh. the entire time. So it's a very cool contrast, because they're both heroes in our eyes, but they do not get along. So a lot of people, I remember when these were coming out, they'd take a stance, oh, I'm with Tyrese, or oh, you know, um, I'm with Rick Grimes, where I liked Ty because even in the comic, he had that giant hammer, uh -huh. and he was just crushing walkers. He was a tough, scary guy. Well, he didn't really play that in the series. He he, he didn't. Yeah. He was kind of a, a put, like, he was just agreed with Rick the whole time yep yeah whatever wow. you need or like huh. there's a little friction in the in the the actual show because i remember he was with the governor for a little while in yes uh-huh he? he was and then he kind of like came around and figured out he wanted to be in the the, the prison group they I guess. they didn't know where they want what happened was they went to the prison and rick and company said no 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 because they don't they had been burned and they're like, we don't need any more people. So then they end up going to the governor and being absorbed there. But then when they see the governor's true colors, they're like, heck, we don't like them either. Yeah. And so then they right. get together with, um, you know, Rick and the others. So, oh man, those are good episodes. I love those episodes. That was a, a phenomenal season that put the walking dead on the map, put them on the map. Yeah. Okay, so Avery, what about you? Which character from a previous season would you have liked to have seen in this episode? Uh, obviously, Abraham, just so he could see how far Eugene's come. Ah. Because Abraham was like Eugene's personal bodyguard. 
because he got duped yep. for so long. Because he's a jerk. And they, <laughs> and they started to kind of, you know, once all that came to light, they started to, you know, uh, rekindle the friendship, I think. But it was always different. And I think seeing Abraham, Abraham being there now probably would be very proud of Eugene. And also, I think, would be very proud of Negan for kind of stepping up to the plate in these two you know, in this episode. Yeah. I, oh, that's a good pick. Okay. So for me, I had a hard time because I've mentioned a lot of people throughout the episodes and <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, who do I have left? Because I've, like I said, I've mentioned a lot. <laughs> Why can't you duplicate? You could duplicate. I don't, I could, but uh, the people that I hadn't mentioned was um, Andrea. And I thought, well, if I picked Andrea, she would be a good mediator. And then I thought I hadn't picked Lori. And I thought, well, she would be in mom mode now and she'd be she so much horrible, Ugh. but she'd be so much more developed by now and she'd be hopefully more yeah. kick-ass. And then I thought about um, Dwight, who has gone on to Fear the Walking Dead, but I thought about him because yeah. he's a good infiltrator. Yep, he's incredible. Yeah. So I thought, oh, any of these could have worked. But I also, and I already mentioned him earlier, I also thought the governor would have made a good, war the warden. You know, like for some reason, oh, yeah. if he had lived and then he had came back and then all of a sudden we see him and we're like, oh, my God. So I thought the governor would have been really good as the warden. And I would have liked to seen him because then he would have been killed twice or I guess he wouldn't have been killed the first time. But uh, so I thought it would have been good to see him because he was a good bad guy. On to our last question on The Walking Dead. What do you hope to see in the next episode? And do you have any predictions? Um, I want to see Negan and Maggie squash the beef. They got to They got to come together because, for as much as I think Maggie's a weenie, um, she is a she's a strong player in the game. And if she had Negan as backup or vice versa, if they work together, that'd be kind of a pretty powerful force calling the shots. Because. Negan's got a lot of experience leading, and so does Maggie. Yeah. Because she was at the hilltop for so long. Yeah. So I'd love to see that. Yeah. Well, you will be seeing it in the spinoff. <laughs> 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 All right, Margaret, what about you? What do you hope to see in the next episode? Or do you have any predictions? I don't, I don't know. I mean, because to me, they left a lot of stuff undone in this last episode, even though they, they did, but they didn't. It brought a lot of things out to the to the to light, and it would just be interesting to see how they resolve some of the stuff that they brought up. I mean, obviously Pamela's going to get killed. We know that, or you know, taken out. And um, I don't want to see Daryl. You know, Daryl and Carol were supposed to do a spinoff. I don't want to see it be Daryl and Connie because I don't see them. You know, as a couple. I, but maybe that's what they're going to end up doing. They just haven't told anybody that. I. It would be nice to see them get back to some normalcy, but there's just so much chaos. You can't. You can't have anything be normal. So yeah. there's always yeah. going to be another group coming or another thing shifting, unless the atomic bomb blows up like it did in Fear, you know, and takes yeah. out. So I don't know. I can't wait to see Mercer now that, you know, what happens now that he's flipped the script, you know, and who is Pamela going to rely on? And are the troopers going to follow Mercer, who they followed, or are they going to follow Pamela? Or is it going to be split? And what's where's the split? You know, what's the percentage? So that's what I'm looking forward to. 
And then I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the walker that picked up the knife is the one that comes and kills Pamela with it? Oh, I mean, that yeah, would be pretty yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. That would be good. So but I'm you like, know, think about it. The, all the people over at, um, you know, Alexandria. Not, yes. Uh, all uh, those, all those guys don't really know what's going on over at Commonwealth. No, no. So they, they're, they're separated. So yeah. there might be a whole different thought process going on with them to defend and fight and all this other stuff. Right. But they do radio, but I don't know. I mean, I think that's, you know, the separation and then who's it's Huckabee or. Oh, Hornsby. Hornsby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, anyway, oh no, he's gone. So he doesn't really have any input either because no. he was sort of their director as well. Right. You know. But do they know he's dead? Do they know that over there? Ah, yeah. I don't know. You know? Hmm. Well, so. maybe they'll find his walking body somewhere. Remember, he'll have an arrow oh, through his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think that Mercer could be the new leader eventually. I just still think that it's a possibility. So we'll see. I mean, after Pamela's gone and this wraps up, I can kind of see Mercer as leading. But I also want to say, where is Dog? We've been talking about Dog. They mentioned Dog, but where the heck is oh, he? Dog. Yeah. And yeah. again, we may not see him till the end. So, all right. I just wanted to quickly ask Avery what he thinks since he has read the comic books. Just give us a quick um, comparison about what you think about the comic books and the TV show. So I liked the comic books more than the show um, through the Whisperers up until the Commonwealth, where now I'm watching the the Commonwealth uh, kind of debacle go on. And I think the show's portraying it really, really well, where the comic books, it was kind of, in my eyes, I don't know, low-hanging fruit or sort of stale, because I had seen The Savior, The All-Out War, that was incredible in the books, because, I don't know, it was just done really well. And you had Dwight, and he still betrayed Negan, and all this, you know, and the same things happen. And then The Whisperer War was kind of lackluster in the books, but it was still cool, because I just watched this group, you know, take out the saviors they were the baddest thing going for a long time and then they immediately you know now we're in the commonwealth and you're starting to see society sort of start to pick up and in the books that was shown but i think seeing it i don't know live now they're just doing it better and that's probably a a hot take for a lot of people i like season 11 with the commonwealth and the prison camps and negan becoming one of the good guys and things like that yeah I, I like seeing that live right now. Cool. I love that. Well, thank you for that perspective because, yeah, I haven't read the comic books. So I also mm. hot take too. I'm glad Rick Grimes is in it right now. Do I want him to make an appearance? Yes. Yeah. Do I think he left at a great time? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was getting kind of sick of Farmer Rick. <laughs> <laughs> getting sick of that. Well, for me, the biggest <sighs> anticipation is to see Rick and Michonne. Like, I just cannot wait that is what i yeah. i really want to see rick and i really want to see you know where he's been and ah i just really want to see him uh, and i'm going to mention uh him in a few minutes but i want to say we this is uh wrapping up this conversation on the walking dead we can't wait for the next episode there's only two left it's going to be so exciting i cannot wait all right so i would like to know what else you are currently watching so margaret do you want to go first oh so tv law and order revamped 
or rebooted or re whatever. So that it's the same, you know, the same thing that it was before. Um, well, I forget his name. There was only really one character that carried over. Now he's in charge. He's the no longer an attorney. I think he's the, or was he? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just like that show. I, and I keep forgetting that it's on and then I turn it on. It's on NBC on Thursday night, but I really do when I catch it. I love it. The other thing I really, really always, I started watching that Abbott Elementary back first season. I loved it then. It's still funny. The characters are still so just raunchy and shocking and just what they say and how they, their perspective. And I just think it's a really funny show. And it really cleaned up at the Emmys, too. And the one that um, Quinta Brunson, she's the one that created it. She wrote it. Now she started. She's like mid-20s. I mean, uh, well, good for her. I know, but all the other characters on there, I mean, some are like Broadway people. It just, I really liked it or really like it. And I catch it. I don't watch it when it's on. I watch it, you know, after the fact. So as far as movies go, I'm a red box person. So I, cause I don't have HBO, Diana. So I don't get to see <laughs> a lot of this stuff on HBO. So I went to Redbox and uh, beginning of the month, they usually release a lot of things. So I read a book on the plane going home, mm -hmm. which is called Where the Crawdads Sing. And it's a Reese Witherspoon read it and loved it. It's about the South in North Carolina, actually, is where it's based. And it's about a girl and she's called the Swamp Girl because she and her family live out in the swamps um, and she doesn't go to school. People mock her. She doesn't have shoes. You know, she's poor. Daddy beats everybody up. Mommy finally leaves. Then he starts hitting all the other ki the kids. So then they leave one by one, and then it's just her. And then finally he just leaves and never comes home. And the book was so well done. And then the movie just started out with the courtroom scene because there is a murder, and they're blaming her because, you know, she's the likely suspect because she's this piece of garbage. But she really isn't. She develops a relationship with one of the neighbor boys who's a Marine naturalist kind of guy goes to school for it college whatever so follow you follow her all the way through her life so it's a really interesting the book is really good the movie is eh, it's okay but it has that um daisy oh you know who she is i do daisy edgar jones yeah and, she was uh, in normal was really people good. yeah she's done a few she's done a lot of stuff actually yeah and uh she's the main character she's she's good but I just wish it had done delved a little bit more into her development because it just kind of glossed over a lot of things. And it's a really deep, you know, book. And then the other movie I decided to get, which we talked about last week, was Top Gun. <gasps> I saw <Yeah>! Top Gun. Finally. <laughs> I know. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, I yay! thought it was really good. So and I'm not really a Tom Cruise fan, but he has his moments. But yeah, I just, I just thought it was really good, and um, I didn't fall asleep. So that's a good thing. <laughs> I love it. No wonder you were keeping it a secret from me. I'm like, I what know. is she? I should have known. Uh, well, but I I did want to say uh, I too read the book where the crawdads sing and I cannot wait to oh, watch the movie. You. Yeah, and I don't read too much. I think I'll still like it. <laughs> but I'm so glad you watched Top Gun. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Avery, what about you? Have you do you have any TV show or movie recommendations? So I uh have been rewatching through the Halloween season uh, American Horror Story. 
obviously, because uh, I went to every local haunted house and hayride in my town. So I was like looking for the ultimate horror. Um, I like the first season, Murder House. I like um, Asylum. I rewatched Roanoke. Roanoke's incredible. That's a hot take because a lot of people really didn't like it. Um, and then they've started the new season, New York City, which I haven't started yet, but I plan on doing it. Now we're like five episodes in, so I'll kill a weekend watching it. Um, as far as movies go, I am like the type of guy that goes to Walmart or whatever and goes through the bargain bin of all the straight to DVD, <laughs> horribly done cheesy stuff. So instead of like the Amer uh what is it the amityville horror i have the amityville scarecrow so like <laughs> that is as far as movies go that's where i really you know blossom with <laughs> my taste um so i haven't had much time to watch sit down and watch a movie which is disappointing i think i watched a documentary on the guy in Gransby, oh man, I don't even know. He was a mechanic and the town was kind of shady. Told him they had to, he had to hook up his sewer. It was going to cost him like $100,000. It bankrupted him. So he went out of business, but he bought a bulldozer and he welded all this metal to it. And he bought a bunch of rifles and um, welded himself inside of the bulldozer and drove around the town destroying all the like political buildings, oh the newspaper God. station. The uh, the town hall, oh. the cement factory that like bought part of his property. It was a crazy documentary. Wow. Um, oh, it's, it's called like the kill the killdozer or something. It's an hour and a half. It was released in 2019. No, it's called Tread. It's called Tread. Wow. Huh. Okay. And that was really really interesting to watch because it happened in I believe 2006, and I never even heard about it. Wow. So what state? Very interesting. What? I can't remember the state. Uh, Colorado, I believe. Grand Tread. Yeah. Tread. It was crazy. You get a lot of perspectives that are very unique. Wow. Oh, I bet. On the situation. Yeah. yeah. So that was, I actually watched that, I think, last Saturday or Sunday. So that was the last document movie I've mm -hmm. watched. Oh. And it's on YouTube for free. 2020. It's out in 2020. 2020. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched American Horror Story in a while, but the ones that you were mentioning, I had seen the earlier seasons and like those. So, but they do get pretty graphic. And yes. Uh, yes. Uh, sometimes I'm not sure about them. I'm like, oh, can I keep going? But I do like the, I li really liked the first one a lot. And then did you mention Asylum? Was that the one? Was that yes. the second the one? Second yeah. Aliens. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, maybe some science experiment type stuff. I don't want to spoil yeah, anything for anyone exactly. who hasn't seen yeah. it. But it is. It's. It does get kind of rough. So just brace yourself. Right. Yeah. To anyone who's listening. All right. Well, for me, I haven't started too many new TV shows because I have a lot of ongoing shows that I'm continuing. But I did start. From Scratch, which is on Netflix. It's a limited limited series about an American woman played by Zoe Saldana. Uh, falls for uh, Lino, a chef, while studying abroad in Italy. It is based oh, on yeah. a best-selling memoir by uh, Tembi Locke. And it is one of the top Netflix 
shows right now. It is a love story and it is a tearjerker from what I gather because I've only seen maybe like two episodes, but right up I keep, your alley. It is up my alley. It is. <laughs> I I haven't oh. gotten that far. So I'll let you know when I do. But the first two episodes, I think it moves along quickly through the the lives of uh this couple. So I'm looking forward to to seeing where that goes. Margaret had uh, recommended Mosquito Coast season two that it had started last week. And I had mentioned I knew what my Friday night was going to be like because I was going to watch the first episode. So I did. And the second episode is upon us. So I'm going to watch is that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't watch watched it. it yet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching episode two. So have you watched that Selling Beverly Hills yet? No. Oh. The one with Mauricio? <laughs> I don't know, some Mexican guy. Mauricio, that's the Real Housewives. Billion dollar guy. It's the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, her husband. So it's Kyle Richards' husband. Okay, well, I don't watch Real Housewives. Yeah. Of Beverly so I Hills. know him because he's on the show, kind you know, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> but I have not seen it. I have not seen it yet. I only watched one up. Ep- well, I think I fell asleep, but <laughs> I was watching the first episode. And it was actually kind of interesting. That's all. Well, I wanted to share with you also that I had told everyone that I was watching Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. It's that uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, del Toro uh, thing, yeah. yeah. Well, I watched the first one, and it's an anthology series, so you don't have to go in order. Well, I wanted to want, watch the one Andrew Lincoln was in, Rick Grimes. I'm like, I have to see this one. I have to see it. So it's the last one. It's number eight. So I watched it and it was interesting, but I didn't like seeing Andrew Lincoln other than Rick Grimes. I'm like, what? You're a husband. You're kind of lax. He's very different. He's clean shaven. I'm like, no, I want my rugged Rick Grimes. So <laughs> it was kind of hard to see him. It, you know, I'm like, oh, oh I like man. I like you as that character. It's not. I mean, he did his acting job was fine, but just as a as a as an actor, it's like, no, I love you as Rick Grimes. So I just thought I'd throw that out there that I did watch that. But I went to the theaters and I saw Black Adam. This is a DC superhero movie with Dwayne oh. Johnson. He was really good, actually. And I don't know much about the character. And I didn't know the story going into this. But I was really intrigued. And I was entertained. And I liked it. I mean, I would recommend it. I would say, you know, give it a shot. Ah. It's um, basically 5,000 years ago, Adam was bestowed these ancient powers. And then he goes destructive because his son is killed. And so they bury him in this tomb and he's been there all this time, but he is um, released by these archaeologists. And of course, a bunch of action happens during this. At the same time, because he has this dark side, you have these other set of superheroes who are trying to get him to take him back. But then they soon realize that they need his help. So that is the basics of that movie. And I can say I did like it. I thought it was pretty good. I also watched Backlight on Prime Video with Liam Neeson. 
And I have to say, I can't remember much about it. I watched it. I felt like Margaret. I felt like Margaret at this moment. I did not fall asleep. There's only so much space. I did not fall asleep, but it was typical of his movies, but it, it wasn't, didn't even measure up. So I can't even recall that much what it is. It's basically, you know, he's wronged somehow and he has to go make it right. And that's what he does. Do you remember Gene, remember Gene Hackman? Yeah. He was doing movies like three, four a year. Same deal. Yeah. Just pulling in the money, making the same thing. <laughs> that's that's basically how this movie was. But, you know, I yeah. like Liam Neeson. So I'm going to keep giving it a shot. So I'm like, I like him. So he's a great actor. So um, just hopefully they give him a better script next time. That's what I have to say about that. All right. Avery, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate all your insight and your thoughts. Oh, thank you. Bringing the comic books uh, more into this conversation. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. It was awesome. It's been great. I have no one else to talk to about this. So here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to join us in the future one. So that's up to you. Thank you. I hope you will. Thank you. Yeah. I know you brought a lot of really interesting insight, actually. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both for spending your your Friday night with me. Thank you so much. Friday. Veterans Day. All right. Yes, it is Veterans Day. Thank you to all our service people out there. Yeah. I'm so glad thank you me. said that, Margaret. Thank you. That that is something Shout we should be thankful. Brother, yeah. That's cool. All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. Wherever you listen, if you can rate and review, that would be awesome. We'll be releasing a new episode next week. Next show will be on The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 23. Whew, man, you can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.